This is episode 538 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. This week, we have amateur rider Frankie Terriot-Stutz and British rider Justine Dutton. This is Max Corcoran in sunny, but a little bit chillier than normal Ocala, Florida. And this is Joe, and I'm in sunny, snowy, beautiful Steamboat Springs in Colorado. And you are listening to the Eventing Radio Show. Max, are you jealous? I am extremely jealous. I am I am extremely jealous. I keep wanting to go skiing, but it just doesn't really ever happen. Okay. Especially well, out that way. I mean, I can go skiing up north and, and the northeast and and that can get a little dicey sometimes, but out there, oof, it might be must be nice. Oh, look, it's absolutely incredible. I've been very lucky. Um, I taught a, a clinic at Triple Creek Ranch just uh, north of Denver on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And my good friend Bruce Haskell, who we had on the show last week, uh, has come over to go boarding with me. And he picked me up on Sunday and we've driven up here and we had the most incredible day yesterday. It was just absolutely amazing. And he's just gone to pick up Ruthie, my wife, and they're going to be here any minute. And we're going to be back out on the slopes, Max. Nice. It's just, oh my goodness, there's so much Perfection. snow and there's nobody here. No one. It's about yeah. the right time of week and of the year to be there, isn't it? Yeah. And apparently Steamboat is uh, the number two for early skiing uh, in the United States. Ah. We didn't we didn't even know that. We just got lucky. So uh, we are having a wonderful, wonderful time. Now, Max, you've been at the convention. I have been yeah. at the convention, as you can all tell by these, this fantastic cold that I'm carrying with me. Yes. Max has got the convention sort of late night. Yeah, snotty nose carry on, which is what happens when you stay up too late. Well, end of like end of the season, staying up too late. You're in New Orleans. There, you're sharing the hotel with 500 children under the age of 10, doing a dance competition. <laughs> it was just, it was inevitable. I mean, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah, no. But um, so anyway, Max, did anything cool happen? I mean, like, so what happened? What happened? There really wasn't. I can't say there was any huge major things. I mean, obviously the um, um, it was the Hall of Fame awards, and that was pretty cool yeah. um, because that's a really really great evening. Um, and it was it was just a nice night. It nobody nobody talked too long. It was a great group of people. Um, it was so it was a really fun fun dinner and 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 toast and roast of of the crew that. Um, has been inducted, which was Captain Mark Phillips and Tim and Nina Gardner, who are awesome, awesome owners, and um, Dr. Marty Simonson, who is a really great vet that um, died about 20 years ago, but he was incredible. At from He was the U.S. team vet for years and uh, just a bit of a genius in his own right. And Karen O'Connor, and who am I missing? I am missing out and about, Carrie Milliken's super, super horse. And Howard Simpson was the other one that got inducted. So fun night there. Um, and then all the awards, which is really nice to actually the cool part of the awards, they do, you know, the beginner novice junior horse of the year, beginner novice junior rider of the year, beginner novice 
adult amateur rider of the year. They do all that, which is really cool because people, you know, it's a points awards and that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, but then they do a lot of appreciation awards for people. Um, they give out governor's cups for that. People nominate people to, um, uh, people that have made a big contribution to the sport that aren't necessarily riders or anything, and they won't be recognized in any other way. So they give out about four or five of those every year. And that's kind of special. And, um, and some other appreciation awards. And then they also give out uh, all the grants. Um, the USEA Foundation has quite a few grants now. I mean, they must have given out, let's see. So they have the Wilton Fair grant. And so the winner of that gets $45,000. And then there are two $6,000 grants on top of that one. And then the Essex grant is $10,000. And then there are two uh, grants that are the Connaught award grants. And so that there's a lot of, I mean, there's just a ton of money to be handed out. So that's pretty cool. And, um, some of the awards people know that they're getting and some of the awards people don't know they're getting. So it's, um, it's sort of uh, a little bit exciting and pretty emotional for some people. And we will have the winner of one of those on the show with us later. Um, but, uh, let's see what else happened. We had the ERA, uh, awards. So that was pretty great. Um, Event Riders Association of North America. We had um, a good uh, meeting, um, talking more to people about our what what it is that ERA does, um, and they give out um, an award for the owners award. People get to write in. These are sort of four appreciation awards um, that people write in and nominate people. And so the Simply Prices Syndicate won the As You Like It Owners Award, which is named after Sarah Murphy's um, super horse and. Uh, they've got the uh, SEMA Sonad Above and Beyond Event Personnel Award, and our friend Mary Cauldron won that, and that was super. And the Amateur Impact Award, which um, Frankie won, so that was pretty cool. That was good. And I was lucky enough to be the recipient of the Liz Cochran Grooms Award, so that was kind of fun. Um, so that was good. And then, um, and then they did a little thing for Dr. Mark Hart, um, because he has been heading up the owner's task force, um, tirelessly amongst everything else that he does for our sport with no dog in the fight. He just loves our sport. So he was the owner of Amy Tryon's Poggio or is the owner because Poggio is still with us. Um, but again, like he doesn't have any other dog in the fight. He just loves the sport. So that's pretty cool. So we had a really fun evening celebrating that, um, got all that kind of stuff done. Um, and, uh, so yep, everything, um, finished out on Sunday and football games were watched as people, um, sort of, uh, drag themselves to the airport to get home, to start work all over again on Monday. So, um, fun weekend had by all, and that was good. Yeah. Right. Very good. Well, yep. Max, what about, see, I was, re- I was reading on Facebook and i live under a rock obviously but max is is the new chair person of the usea aren't you max well i'm yeah i will be i will be you will I be get to um i get to work under carol kozlowski for a year and then next year at the annual meeting i will be taking over as the usea president for three years which is um a bit overwhelming and quite daunting to think about yeah uh, i think you'll be good at max yeah yeah, I think yeah. you will, especially if you've got me coaching you. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> so, it won't be a problem. Yeah. yeah, perhaps, perhaps some. It'll be like it'll be like the um, it'll be like when you watch these ads when for the elections and stuff when they say we're oh. gonna get we're gonna get things done. So I reckon Max is the person that can get things well, done. 
So yeah. my my thing is that I decided we had a, a board of governors meeting that went very late on the f- Thursday. And I decided that, you know, for sure we were going to make sure that if anything, if any meeting went beyond three hours, that we could have cocktails involved. And then the Sunday morning meeting, because we always have a board meeting on Sunday morning at eight o'clock. And it's usually really tough to get to because it's usually the end of the weekend and we've all over libated ourselves. Why do, what, but why do people do that? It's like trying to go to a, a trot up at 7.30, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. like, no. No. Don't don't do that. No, well, they anyway. do that because there's a lot of stuff that they have to cover and they want them everybody to get home in time. They don't want to have it at 10 and leave at 2. They want to have every start at 8 and be done right. by noon. Yeah. So there is that, but I figured that maybe that, you know, we could we could take care of, you know, bloody marys and mimosas for breakfast at the at the Sunday morning one. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then my yeah. other thing was because it's in Boston next year, I think we should get Tom Brady to come speak. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you work on that, Max. Yeah, I'm going to work yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was another there was another competition over the weekend at uh, Puanui in yes. um, Auckland, New Zealand, and unfortunately, I didn't get to go there this year uh, because, well, I'm up skiing instead. But um, it's been a little bit tricky to find the results and things, but I have got a little bit, and um, Puanui was won this year by Samantha Felton. Uh, Salmon, her 11-year-old thoroughbred mare by His Royal Highness, which is an awesome stallion, by the way, because I've got a royal, His Royal Highness called Johnny <laughs> Royale. Yeah. Um, snatched the lead in the Honda uh, New Zealand CCI three-star after an outstanding cross-country performance, being the only competitor to come home under the optimum time, despite having a show jump rail, finished nearly 10 penalties, clear of the second place, Madison Crow and Waitangi Pinterest, and the CCI two-star, was won by Abby Lawrence and Anonymous. Now, we don't really – that's about all I know. I tried to go on the website at Puanui this year to – Yeah, they have a tough – Today to, tough to, to find, find out it. the results. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I, I yeah. thought we'd better, better give it a, a, a mention because it was my hometown event um, or home event in New Zealand, and it's a fabulous event. And congratulations to everybody there. Um Max, we've got a couple of really cool guests, yeah. um, interesting for this show. Um, one's very closely, a uh, lot to talk about the convention, and um, the other a little bit um, closer to home um, to you and me in Ocala. But um, I think we should probably get on and listen to our show right after this from Springtime Supplements. Springtime Supplements has been dedicated to improving the lives of horses with Springtime brand of supplements, and they've been doing it since 1979. Springtime offers supplements for joint health, immune support, calming, hoof and coat, insect control, and much, much more. Before we tell you about one of their really interesting products, Ahi Flower Oil, we wanted to mention that they have a special just for listeners of the Eventing Radio Show. You receive an authentic 15% off and free shipping for just mentioning the show. Be sure to go to springtimeinc.com backslash eventing or call one of their knowledgeable reps and be sure to mention the discount code eventing. Have you ever heard of ahi flower oil? We all know the importance of essential fatty acids for horses, but recently a plant was discovered to provide completely balanced omega-3, 6, and 9. They call it ahi flower. Till now, you had a few options. You could use fish oil, but let's face it, horses are herbivores. They don't evolve to consume fish oil. 
but there's also flax, but ahi flour has been shown in clinical studies to provide better omega-3, 6, 9 absorption and balance in horses. It's proven to be better than flax or fish. This is the type of expertise you get from springtime, who are always at the forefront of the latest research. And don't forget that springtime also has a full line of canine supplements to keep your dogs at peak wellness too. The website again is springtimeinc.com backslash eventing, or just give them a call. And with us now is a lady that after this weekend needs absolutely no introduction. Frankie, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Max. Thanks, guys, for having me. So, Frankie, you had um, quite a weekend. Um, you had uh, better brought a pickup truck to bring home all your loot from all the really cool stuff. <laughs> tell us a little bit about, tell our listeners a little bit. Well, I guess I can fill them in. But there's, as everybody may or may not know, there's a big Becky Broussard grant where people have to compete at Rebecca Farm and then um, carries on to some interviews and on like that. And they give out a pretty substantial chunk of money to help uh, a rider that has not competed for the uh, U.S. team um, helps them give them some grant money to be able to compete overseas and continue their training and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, and you guys don't know who's getting it, do you, when you're at the award ceremony? No, you have no idea. I mean, afterwards, everybody kept saying, well, you had to know when you're getting it. And I honestly thought that maybe with my one horse, I could be considered for the small Becky Grant. Yeah. But this year, there were so many candidates. I think more than they've ever had, honestly. And I think that's what they said, too. And, and, and a really incredible group of people, too. Yeah. And so, to be really, really honest, I looked at the list and thought, well, you know, maybe with the year I've had the small grant I could be considered for it and then but I didn't even for one second think I would even have a chance at the big grant so Sarah was pretty tricky when she announced it and again you have you know absolutely no idea and she said the for the ten thousand dollar one for the small Becky grant she said this person is an amateur and started out and so I was so excited because I thought I won $10,000 <laughs> and I knew I was the amateur in the group. So I thought it was a dead giveaway. And then she tricked all of us and said, Andrew, that's her name. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, of course, isn't really an amateur, but no, I, but that, I, I was thought, thinking that too. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, well, oh, well, like, Frankie, don't be upset, you know, but there's a lot of great candidates. And I thought at that point it was completely over and done with, to be honest. So once you started describing me for the big Becky grant, I just started absolutely sobbing and contained myself because honestly, I thought my opportunity had come and gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was sort of sitting not far from you. So there was definitely a, a, a shock, a massive shock factor uh, <laughs> to you. It seemed it was very, very sweet. It was funny. You guys were, and that's, I mean, that's a, what is it? $50,000 that you're getting? Yeah, I mean, $50,000 is an un... <laughs> I mean, it's like crazy to even say that amount out loud. So. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Long that's, long. that's... It's so much money. I know. I know. Uh, but honestly... I wish I, could, me, I wish I could apply for the Becky Grant. I haven't... I haven't, <laughs> I haven't competed for the... 
for the you senior did team. Have to go to Rebecca I think no. you have to be an American too, Joe. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I think that's that takes you out of a lot of things. <laughs> takes me out of a lot of stuff. But anyway, yeah. no. But 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 I think you know, for me, winning that grant, the it's equally as special as obviously that it's going to be life changing for Chatwin and I in our career, I think, but beyond that and those opportunities it's going to create for us, I'm really excited to get to be kind of a part of the extended, you know, Broussard Rebecca family. Broussard and, yes. Yeah. And get to help weigh in on future grant winners and, and get to give back to the sport because to me, the grant is just as much, if not more about contributing the way Becky did and, and I'm really excited to get to do that now too. So you're you're sitting there and you're you know you hear the you're, you had no idea that it was going to be you that was going to win this award. Yeah, I mean, absolutely no idea. So it's it's pretty shocking and overwhelming, and I think it takes a little time to digest too. Yeah, that's so cool. And then you know the other really cool part about that award, like you were you know we're saying, is that you now become part of the uh, application process for the future Becky grant winners, which is kind of cool. So, you know, you get to be part of that crew that sits in on some of the interviews, listens to what people, um, people's ideas and thoughts are. And now you get to be a part of that, which is actually really cool. Yeah. I think that part is really exciting. And I mean, the Broussard family and Becky Broussard and, and now, you know, Sarah and Jerome and, and really the entire committee are so committed to giving back to the sport. And so, I think one of the most exciting things about being a recipient of this award is that you get to kind of get to do that now a little bit as well. Yeah. I mean, they're just some of the finer people. It's such a, it's such a great competition going out to Rebecca farm is such a great competition. They take such good care of you, no matter if you're doing the novice three day or the CCI three star or whatever else yeah. is in between. It's just such a, they, they, they pull out, they, they just do everything they can for you. It's just, it's such a great competition. That's a bit the way Becky is. She just sort of loves to be able to give back and give people the opportunity. Don't, doesn't she? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it's just such an honor to even be considered for the award. And I think to win it is still sinking in for me. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? Yeah. What are you going to do with all that? I don't know. That's a big, big question. Yeah. I, yeah. I need a little more time to figure that part out for sure, because my horse's shoes are still off and he's oh, come on, looking Frank. a little homely at the moment, but yes. throw us a bone. You know, you it will, tell me it will really be, what's your sky dream? What's your, if, if all the stars aligned and everything was absolutely blue perfect, what would your dream be with that? I'm not really sure to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we might take a shot at Kentucky. We'll see how he comes back into work. And then I would make plans to go overseas after. So it would really, it's just going to depend how everything pans out of, of what kind of I aim that's for, I think. But the nice thing too, is you don't have to use it right now. Do you, you've got, you know, you, you've got the time to be no, able to the whole, the whole year. And, yeah. and really, I mean, you know, just as important as my trip overseas with it will be, it's going to help me a tremendous amount on a daily basis because I ride on my own every day and, and it gets very costly to go and take lessons with, 
uh, Lila Four and some jumper trainers and stuff in the area. So just that part of it is going to be really helpful. And I've been the last year, I went to as many jumper shows as I could go to for the day. But to be honest, I couldn't afford to stay there more than the day because it gets so pricey so fast. And my budget really goes to my events. So I'm very excited to go overseas, but I think that it's going to help me just as much in the fact that I'm, I'm definitely going to plan to spend a few weeks at some different jumper shows and really get to take advantage of being in the ring as much as possible. And I think that is invaluable. You're singing my, I'm like, this is what I've been trying to preach, practicing, not competing too much. God, it's awesome. Love it. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. That's, it's just so exciting to be able to have that opportunity to be like, I can do this now. And yeah, I mean, you know, really, I was you, looking at the calendar on the plane home and, and thinking, okay, these are the jumper shows. And I mean, literally it's, it's pretty hysterical because last year I go to these jumper shows and, and I live in Northern California. So I'm at Sonoma horse park and some really beautiful top venues. And I'm the only person in the Holland parking, literally. <laughs> and it's comical because at Sonoma Horse Park, they park you in what I call the boneyard. And it's literally where all the garbage is because they don't have any trailers there. So it's just like my rig and Chatwin and I and the garbage. And it looks like something out of the Lion King. It's like all this, these materials and things that they don't need anymore. So I'm excited to maybe get to be in the stabling this year. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That is so funny. That is awesome. That is awesome. And because, I mean, you are an, and, and as an amateur too, I mean, you, this is, this is not your livelihood. So you being away from work is also hard. Um, so this yeah, offset all of that. Exactly. And, um, you know, and I think a little bit when you're like, you're saying Max, when you, it's not the base of your income. It's also hard to justify a little bit with a family. So a trip to Europe is, is hard to justify when you're trying to put money aside for your kids and school and all those things too, as silly as it sounds. So now I think I, I can justify, you know, spending that money to go abroad and really using it to the fullest extent and, um, and as well being able to kind of, have some of those opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so this is, you know, as this was probably your, your most lucrative one, you've also, um, you also won the, um, ERA, the event writers association, who is our crew. Um, yeah. uh, you won the, um, amateur impact award as well, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing winning an award you didn't even know existed. So Shannon <laughs> <laughs> and Lily said, can you, could you just come by the dinner? And I said, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. We want to talk to you about something. So I was shocked all day. I kept saying my blood pressure was like spiking at all new heights because I was just continuously being put on the spot without having any idea it was going to happen to me. Right. And I think for that organization, the really exciting thing is that's been completely revamped, gone from pro to now, um, you know, what it's becoming. And, and that to me is really exciting because I think the people in the leadership and the people behind it really want it to be for the riders of all levels. Yes. And yep. I think that is fascinating and, and really hope that people will 
go join that organization. I just joined actually, and it's, it's only $50 and there's so many perks. Yes. So I'm excited to hopefully get to maybe help out a little bit there and, and give them some ideas and things because I really do think that it's amazing to have an organization that's just thinking about the riders. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and, you know, we've got the, you know, ERA also has their um, international counterparts too. And um, being able to sort of collaborate with them too, when there's some a big issue. And thank goodness, recently, we really mm-hmm. haven't had many, many huge issues um, facing us. Obviously, there's some rule changes and stuff like well, that. But it is. I mean, actually, Max, there's a lot more that goes on than you'd yeah. actually even know. And uh, I've got Bruce Haskell over here skiing with me this week. And some of some of the things he comes up with, I can't repeat on the radio. But there's a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> no, there's a there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on that that we don't even really know about. There's all sorts oh, really? of things, and yeah, yeah. And the the, the ERA and the the era um, uh, in England has um, they've got a, they've got a lot going on, um, wow. and they they've actually got a little bit of leverage now, which is great. So yeah, no, it is a it is a great thing to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, it is, it is quite good. It is good. Um, so Frankie, what else do we need? What else is you new? Know, what else did you get from the convention? We're all sort of all things convention on this show this, this week, because there's not much else happening, quite honestly. Yeah. All that, all that happened. Um, Everybody's getting ready to, had to get going again. This but- weekend interviewing people for the, for the hall of fame and, um, and all that. Yeah, that was just, it's pretty incredible to see the impact people have made on the sport. And, you know, I'm such a sucker for just hearing stories and speeches. And for me, the Hall of Fame is so fun for that because you get to hear stories and, and learn a little bit about more about some of these people and their contributions to the sport. So that was really neat for sure. And I think Hall of Fame years are always pretty special because you you know, I think when you're in the sport and you're working in different facets of the sport, you hope that you're making a contribution that someday will matter. And, and it's pretty inspiring what all those people have done in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even people that, um, that a lot of people may not have known or knew of, and yeah. I was lucky enough to know them. Like, I knew Marty Simonson was, was a vet when I was a kid up in, in Massachusetts. And he taught me so much because he was just a cool guy. He, he would treat me the same way he treated an owner, the same way he treated the rider. And he explained things mm-hmm. and he was kind and he was a, such, I mean, such an incredibly gifted six sense type of vet. So it was just, it was nice to see him recognized, but again, you know, he died of cancer, what, 20 odd years ago now. So it's nice sure. to have people like that remembered and, 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 rejuvenate you know have people remember that it's not just the riders too isn't that true yeah and I think it's it's just exciting also to see for me at the awards luncheon all the different contributions people are making to our sport and how life-changing they're going to be for people I mean the Broussards and and then now there's these unbelievable grants for under 25 riders where I mean I think they gave away like almost $60,000 yes. for that. And, yep. and it's going to be life changing. I mean, I wish I didn't have kids so that I could go over yeah. and work with Michael Young. Yeah. Um, pretty jealous of that. Yeah, but, that Wilson Fair grant. Yeah. That's a great grant yeah, for, for younger, younger riders. I think it's under And it was really cool hearing 
him, the the gentleman who's donating yes. that money, talk about his experience and and how excited he really genuinely was to make a yes. difference in these yeah. young riders' lives. And yeah. I think, you know, to me, what I always say about this sport is what makes it so special are the people in it. And, and I think there's constant reminders of that at the convention and, and a lot of exciting contributions continuously happening. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought it'll in the whole, the, the convention itself was just, everybody was pretty happy and there was a lot of sort of camaraderie this weekend more than years past. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. I think it's, it's a, it was a really fun place to have it too. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm pretty tired, but, but I think, you know, it's, it's always nice to get together with everyone without the horses for sure. As, yes. as wonderful as they are, it's, it's kind of the one time of the year people get to spend time together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not run off to do X, Y, and Z and walking courses. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about talking about making a difference. Yeah. Has anyone got any good stories about what happened at the convention? And like, I don't think surely, surely good stories. Somebody got, got beat no up one, in the bathroom and nobody, nobody, nobody I don't think anyone was arrested or anything good like that, but no one okay. naked or anything. No, there was no naked streaking. <laughs> not, to my, was, not to my knowledge. Not to my right. knowledge. There's yeah. just a lot of very late nights, I think. Yeah, well, we weren't on Bourbon Street. We were down the road from Bourbon Street. But still <laughs> do, you know, Street do you know what, Max? Sure I, I, I'll tell you something about my experiences in that town. You do want to be down the road from Bourbon Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. you do. You right. yeah. sure right. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. want to be just a little bit away from the eye of the storm. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. And so what uh what does everybody want for Christmas this year, Frankie? Does everybody want a bag? Yeah. How's the bags going, Frankie? Tell you what, Joe, I hope I a bag. That, the bags I, are good. I'm here I'm trying you, to catch up on my orders from last weekend and you want to get everyone should go things. get a bag. They're they're good. They're no. beautiful. They I'm just I think they just got afterpay. So you, if you're feeling like you really want a bag and you can't afford it, you can pay in four installments, which is kind of awesome. Well, why don't I just give you my credit card and you can send something <laughs> nice to Ruthie, Frankie? That would probably be. I'm you should probably you, do that. So it does. Yeah. I will. I don't think Derek DeGrazia, I don't know if he's listening, but you know, his wife, I've never heard me ask for anything ever. And she said, I really want a bag. And I know Derek hasn't gotten me anything yet. But he hasn't contacted me, so I guess he's going to be in the doghouse come Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, they smell so good. I touched one, and I just oh, it was so pretty. <laughs> and they said, "Oh no, they oh, we're someone we're buying this one for someone else." I was like, uh, "No, I picked this out, mine." They're like, "Oh no, we we picked that because you picked it." I was like, oh. "Sounds like something at the supermarket, man." Oh, it's so I pretty. know some weird, weird yeah. fetish. You but... know when leather smells really good, it just smells. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you pick up a bag and it's, they're nice. I think bags are really pretty, but this was so pretty. It was really nice. But yeah, I think other than that for Christmas, some naps would be good. So <laughs> if anybody wants to come and watch my kids, they're super available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, guys. you guys have any fun Christmas traditions or anything that you guys do? Yeah, we do. Uh, my brother is on a big tv show now and so it's Which got him one? away from us 
on SEAL Team on CBS on Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. You should watch it. He's a main character. Is he really? Yeah. Um, So they filmed 22 episodes now, and he is away from us with my nephews and my sister-in-law in in Manhattan Beach filming 10 months out of the year right now. So they get home Thursday, and I'm so excited because at home we only live three miles away from each other. And we do, on Christmas Eve, we do pancakes and pajamas, and it's really fun. It's fun. And we do it at my house, and we have mimosas, and we all eat pancakes with crazy stuff on them. And then <laughs> on Christmas, we go to my brother's house, and my brother is an unbelievable chef. So I always joke, we can't just have something normal for dinner. We have to have, like, some crazy thing he's been making for four days and you're not really sure what it is but it's mouth-watering <laughs> so oh, awesome. so it's really fun but more than anything I think for us Christmas is just about all getting to be together especially right now with CBS having hauled him away from me for so yeah. long it's nice damn CBS and my other little brother that was a big surprise is turning 18 so we're gonna celebrate him and it's, it's fun to just kind of be with family before everyone runs back to what their life has them doing now. Yeah, put everything on hold for just a minute to be together. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And we can't buy a girl, but we have four little boys under the age of three, so <laughs> oh. it's a bit um, intense, if you can imagine. Oh, my gosh. My dad, my dad asked so for Christmas for a picture of the four of them. And my sister-in-law and I started laughing. We, we were like, okay, good luck. Well, yeah. you come try to get one. Oh, don't worry, Frankie. When they get a bit older, we can have little swap weeks or something. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that sounds good. We, yeah. Our neighbors I, have five granddaughters, and we laugh because they have a whole different slew of issues than we have with those four boys. But yeah. it's yeah. never boring. Too fun. That is too fun. Excellent. Well, Frankie, we're going to let you get back to being a mom, running your business, making your bags and all that other good stuff <laughs> and everything Sounds in between. Good. Tell uh, us, but, tell, before you go, tell us where to buy the bags online, Frankie. Uh, FrankieCameron.com. You can head on over there and I'm a one man show. So if you send an email, it's coming to me and I'm packing your bag. So <laughs> okay. become my late night activity after I do athletic stuff all day. So. Yes. It is the really pretty Joe. You can't go yep. wrong. There you yep. go, Joe. Christmas. Okay. All right. There you go. Don't worry. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much for having me on. Okay. And Merry, Merry Christmas to you guys. Well, and congratulations to you on all of your accolades this weekend. Very pretty cool stuff. Thank you. No worries. See you later, Frankie. The Eventing Writers Association of North America is the collective voice of writers, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now, we have British expat Justine Dutton on the line. Hi, Justine. How's it going? 
Hi, it's going great. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Thank you for taking a bit of time to have a little chat to us. And um, so for the listeners who um, know Justine, they know Justine. But if they don't, uh, Justine is a Brit and she lives in Ocala, Florida, and is a very close neighbor, sort of probably right in the middle of where Max and I live. Isn't it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So um, very, very close. And um, yep. we've had Justine's partner, um, Chris Barnard, on the uh, show talking about course building and design. But now it's Justine's turn to come on and tell us about what you've been up to and what's going on. Now, you guys have been doing – you've run – and I've gone on and on about this all all summer, actually. But oh, yeah, you did. I forgot. Yes. 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 All um, the prizes. All the prizes. But tell us about the shows that you've been running and, and, and how that came about, Justine, and what's to come. Um, well, we've been running shows. We ran shows monthly throughout the summer, pretty much. Um, you know, there wasn't a ton going on down here, and it's so hot, you know, to, to go eventing is kind of a bit much. And we have a really beautiful facility that we wanted to share with everyone. Um, so, you know, and there's more and more people staying for the summer in Ocala now. So, um, you know, we thought it would be a nice thing to do. Um, as you all know, Chris designs a lot of the courses in um, the events in the US. So we also thought it would be a nice chance for people to kind of come and practice. Um, so, yeah, we uh, ran them all summer. They were really successful. Um, we had everything from lead line, which uh, was Joe's request, actually. Nice. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had cross so, route, cross route lead line. That's yeah. awesome. We did. Yeah, we did, and we it actually wasn't just your two kids, was it? We had no, a, no, no, one there, there, no. There were, there were other people that joined in. I think it was quite a popular, popular yeah. thing. The lead line, especially for the spectators, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was great, and um, yeah, we had everything from um, that right up to a meter twenty-five. Um, we did. We did a couple of shows at just doing clear rounds, and um, we gave ribbons for all the clear rounds. And then um, the next ones we actually did as classes, um, which was fun. People could come and like jump in school, and you know it didn't really matter how slow or fast they were if they weren't competitive. But people that wanted to be competitive could kind of you know run around a bit. Um, but and I think it was a lot of fun, and um, we got some really good prizes this summer. From a bunch of my sponsors, I think Joe's kids both won UVEX helmets. <laughs> they did. I know. So, uh, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was good, and we got some good Devaku tack and um, Castell shirts and um, all kinds of good stuff. Ethel products. Um, so, and then we did a money class um, for the meter twenty-five class. So it was good, and I mean, a lot of the professionals came, and as well as the amateurs and kids and local people. So. There was something really for everyone. So yeah, that's what and, and you guys have continued your you're going to continue your your series all winter. Yeah, yes, tell us about this. We have, we have one more show here tomorrow. Actually, I'm sitting watching Chris um, set the course as we speak. Um, so we good job, honey. Good of- job. Way to be. <laughs> no, I'm supervising. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, um, so we have one more tomorrow and then this winter we're actually going to do a series in conjunction with uh, Mardanza and Frederick's Equestrian so we're going to hold 
a jumper show every Wednesday, uh, rotating throughout the three farms. Um, and then at the end of the series, um, I should have the date in front of me and I don't, but it's the end of March. We're going to do a classic for, uh, 90 centimeters, a meter and a meter 10, I believe. Um, and it's going to be a $5,000 class for each one, um, in cash and prizes. And, um, you just have to jump three rounds at one of the shows or as many of the shows, whatever to qualify. And, um, yeah, it's, it's aimed at kind of, you know, amateurs, young riders, you know, you can't jump around the meter 10. If you've gone advanced, you can't jump around the meter. If you've gone intermediate, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be kind of a good amateur class, you know? So it's a good way to get everybody out and about and, and just sort of even taking the young horses to different venues and taking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It'll be good. And I mean, Chris is going to be designing all of them. So, you know, everyone can jump good courses and know that they're going to jump good courses and not kind of show up and have the strutting's not going to be wonky. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, And then ours is our facilities on grass. Um, So, you know, that's another kind of something that's appealing to people to practice on grass. And then um, Maldanza and FEI have beautiful rings. So, you know, it's all a bit different. Um, so yeah, no, we're looking forward to it. Excellent. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool, that's a really cool thing. And you yourself have just gotten a really exciting jumping horse that you're going to be practicing some bigger stuff on too, haven't you? Yes. We're going to make our debut this week at HITS. Not nice. that that means everyone should come and watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> and your um, debut as in like, this is your first competition together debut, not, not, a. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting though. Yeah, no, he's really cool. He's um, He jumped around the meter 45s in Europe and did the Children on Horses Grand Prix. Um, so he knows his job, um, which is what I wanted. I wanted something that could kind of show me the ropes of the bigger tracks. And um, he's very kind and forgiving. And, um, yeah, he's a really cool horse. He's big, yeah. though. He's a different ride for me. But, um, you know, I enjoy him. Yeah. And it's pretty, I mean, cause uh, listeners probably remember that you had quite a substantial fall a year and yeah. a half ago. Um, and this yeah. and done a lot of jumping to sort of help get your confidence back and help, um, get yourself back on, on the, on the ground again. It's a bit, a bit almost therapeutic for you to get back to your eventing, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Yes. No, it's, uh, I definitely did have done a lot more show jumping this year and, uh, you know, still been eventing. Um, but, doing the bigger jumpers has been really helpful for me to kind of, like you said, get confidence and just kind of keep going in the ring and such. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm still enjoying the eventing, but I am enjoying doing the jumpers too. So um, I'm definitely going to split my time this winter. <laughs> yeah. And you've been down that show at Venice beach. That's a fun show. Yeah. That's a really nice place. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That's good Cause you we can, love that. yeah, you can show during the day and then have a drink on the water in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we would die. we would go there, and it's well organized, and the jumper yeah. ring takes priority over the hunter ring, so you're not kind of sitting around waiting too much, and no. we generally be done by two or three, and then we go and kind of sit on the beach and have a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it sounds like a bit of fun, but I think isn't it also it's isn't it um, slightly uh, a bit user more user friendly oh. as far as yeah. as far as cash goes. 
Yes. You know, like it's yes. not as as expensive as some of these other shows. You go down to Wellington and it becomes oh, a yeah. completely different kettle of yeah. fish with every exactly. all those flash horses from Europe you, into the what is it, the Welcome Grand Prix. We've got a hundred and twenty starters today. I mean, it's just yeah. nuts, isn't yeah. it? You know, and so you yeah. can go down there to a, a nice venue like that and practice your jumping and stuff, and you might even win a bit of money. Well, exactly, because most of the classes are at-back classes as well, so you can win money back at a meter. And, like, you know, at the end of the show, my bill's really not been too bad, and sometimes it's paid for itself. Um, and, you know, they actually they have a $1,000, 95-centimeter per each week, and... That's cool. Um, yeah, and they have a meter, a seventy-five hundred dollar meter twenty-five, and it's just a really everyone's really nice there as well. And you know, I I really enjoy it, and it's not a massive venue, so you don't even need a golf cart or a bike no, to get around. No, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought that yeah. was quite nice because hits is so sprawling. I mean, it takes you half an hour to get from the parking to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> let alone the show office yes yeah it is it's pretty spread out that's awesome that's cool so this now, week hits is already this week i can't believe that that's right yeah, starts yeah. early starts early and yeah. so as well as as well as the shows you've also been um you've been hosting some clinics haven't you yep yep we've had we've had Gemma tatsel over gosh three times this year or four times it might be four times. I think um, four. Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, we've had Gemma over to do some clinics. Um, she's great. We love her. Um, everyone that rides with her loves her. And, um, you know, we have a lot of people that come to every clinic that just come because she's here. And, um, yeah, we're excited to have her back. We're having her back in January, January 8th, 9th, and 10th, I believe. Um and we're hoping she's going to come to Max's event. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yes. Um, so that would be fun too. I know she's enjoying spending time out here. Um, and she got to, she actually stayed and helped me at the jockey club, which was great. Um, you know, it was great to walk the course with her and like actually understand how she is so quick by not going quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it was probably one of the best cool folks I've ever done. Like just, I, I was really impressed and I just learned so much from her. So yeah, we're excited to have her back and uh, her mum was here too for jockey club, which was cool. Cause um, she took over all the grooming duties cause she grooms for Gem all over everywhere. So um, yeah, she's really cool too. Um, it's nice to have someone different come over, you know, instead of the same people do all the same clinics. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, but at the same time, it's nice for that crew, the crew that she does teach all the time to be able to get some consistent help from her and have stuff to take away to that can work on and then come back and work on it again, which is um, sometimes really beneficial as well. Yeah, that's good. That's true. And um, she's so good about like people like they'll email her or Facebook message her or whatever and say, oh, I've just jumped so-and-so in the show and they're really good or she'll message them and say, how did it go? You know, she's really good about like being interested and not just being like, talk to clinic. Thanks for my check. Got to go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's good. No, she seems like a, like a pretty good person. Yeah. No, she's great. Yeah. Yep. 
And so, last but not least, you've been bringing over quite a lot of horses, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You've become the sort of the small horse of dubious colour wrangler of Ocala, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I call it dubious. That oh. I think we have interesting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes well, if people any, like different colors, Joe. Look, no, but, but they do. They do. Yes, Don't worry. Do. I know. Yeah, buckskins are gold. And yes. Um, yes. if if you need a little buckskin or a paint or a gray, probably with some spots on or stuff, Justine is the person <laughs> to get hold of. Yeah. But you find some pretty great, you know, not you don't necessarily go to buy the next world champion. You go and find yeah. a lot of the the person's training packer that is irreplaceable because we know how yeah. hard it is to find the perfect training horse. It does not exist. So, no, well, it does. It does, Max. It does, but it's they're really hard. It to does find. round it round at my barn. Well, oh, sorry. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It wasn't I mean, my barn, but I've sold them all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but they are really they are really hard to find, and there's such a need for them. And people, you know, don't forget that they. You know, it's not the glamorous horse to import, but it's the one that everybody needs. Yeah. Right. And I think we found like we've been importing a lot of the Connemara and Connemara classes. And I've honestly sold them to amateurs as opposed to kids because they want something that's pretty and safe and athletic and moves well and comfortable. Yeah. And that they can do all the above on. And, you know, they seem. To fit the bill, you know. Yeah, and then you could put it in your hand luggage to go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, we we enjoy having the Connemaras around. They're a lot of fun, and that they're, they're so easy. You know, you can just put anyone on them really. And well, they're safe to hack. Like everybody wants to go hacking or be able to go to the beach or do something fun like that. And it's not, again, it's not the easiest thing. No, and all of ours typically have gone and done quite a lot of hunting as well at a young age, so they're pretty broke to everything. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's It's been a busy month, so. Um, yeah, well, quieting down. Yeah, we've got Christmas coming, and you can get ready for an even busier month in January, so. Um, yeah. What yeah. Do so we just asked our last guest, and we'll ask you, do you guys have any Christmas traditions that you guys have? Um, not really, no, no. actually. Um, we are going to Vegas the next week for a few days before Christmas. <laughs> what um, are you doing in Vegas? <laughs> no, we are not going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, we wanted we wanted a few days away somewhere, and we both like it there. And you know, ended up getting a very good deal. So, do you play the slots, or do you play cards? Do you guys do you bet on stuff? Do you what do you do? Oh yeah, I I love the penny slots, and oh, yeah, yeah, play, yeah. Chris likes to play roulette. So okay, um, yeah, it's fun, and yeah, we have a good time. Very so, cool. And then you like you love your live music. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there's not really anything going on that week, which is oh, kind oh, of unfortunate. Yeah, uh, but um, you know, I'll find something to go to soon. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Getting <laughs> get <at> the edge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so, awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Justine, thank you very, very much for taking some time out and having a little chat to us and stuff. And You're um, thank you. Thanks for putting on all those wonderful shows. We've had such a great summer um, showing, and we've got a lot more to come. And so I'm sure that we can find them on Facebook, or there's going to be some way to figure out yep. who's is when and what. It's Ocala Schooling Shows. There's a Facebook page. I think it's something yep. to that effect, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Going to be on there. Yes. So that's all something right. to look forward to in the new year. So yeah, thanks a lot, Justine, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, Max, it was awesome listening to Justine. You know that. You know how we talked about that fall that she had. That was yeah. a big. Fall. That was a big fall. Oh, you know? it, and she she got really injured in that fall. That was she, a pretty scary fall for her. And yeah. she couldn't see for a while properly, and all sorts of things. It was yeah. it was a big head injury. And she, shoulder blade, and I mean, she pretty much crushed yeah, yeah. what's out of her body. She really has. She's tough. She's done a yeah, really she, good job. And she's her. come a mate. Yeah, it's been amazing. And yeah. Chris is a fantastic guy, and he's really looked yeah. after her. So that, yeah. no, that's really really cool. Now, Max, what about your Christmas traditions? Do you have any Christmas traditions? Well, I almost always have Christmas with my mom, and that's really cool. No matter right. what. Um, like last year, we were in uh, Australia. And sometimes she comes here to Florida and sometimes we go to New Hampshire to see the rest of my Cleveland family. Um, And that is what I am doing this year. So that's kind of fun. And pretty much our only real big tradition is my mom and I still to this day, we do stockings for each other. And we don't do a lot because it ends up sometimes being really expensive and a bit overwhelming. Um, but so we do, we said we were doing socks this year, not stockings, but, um, we love to, we'll sit, um, on Christmas Eve and we always sit back to back with a, maybe a beverage in her hand, um, and stuff our stockings for each other. Um, and then the next morning we get up and we drink a bloody Mary and open our stockings. And that's sort of a thing that we, we, we've always done. And that's really kind of a, a fun thing to do. Well, that sounds fantastic, actually. Yeah. Um, and we don't have – it's a little bit different for me this year because um, Lexi and Vivi are down in New Zealand with their mother. So oh. I, I haven't got them for Christmas, but they will be there on Skype. And we, our tradition is we have fried oysters on Christmas Eve. Really? Yes. Wow. And this is – Is that going of, back to your New Zealand days? No, this is oh, going okay. back to my, to my wife's days growing okay. up around the world but in Virginia – Yes. And she was the, the person that was made to, well, asked to make the fried oysters. And, you know, between you and me, Max, she might not be the greatest cook in the world. Okay, <laughs> well, I, mean, I like, think it's know. a little hard to to upstand to your reputation of your – because you are a pretty damn good chef, so. Yeah, but you know what? We get along amazing, and I I never, I'm never going to fry an oyster because she does them absolutely to perfection. So yeah. we, have our, we have our fried oysters. Christmas morning, I think, will probably be – we were arguing about whether we should put a tree up or not because the children aren't there, but I kind of like like to have a tree. So I, I think like I'm going to put I'm gonna put the tree up when I get home from Colorado and, and tuck a few presents underneath it and things and, you know, there'll be, some, yeah. there'll, be, there'll be some mimosas. There'll be some Bloody Marys. There'll be, you know, that sort of thing. And um, we can open our presents while we're talking to the kids on Skype and stuff. So it's just going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll be – I mean, it's a very different atmosphere than than being in the Southern Hemisphere on Christmas Day because – Well, yeah. Well, actually in Florida, it's not that far removed, to be honest. No. um, Christmas Day lunch in New Zealand used to be ham, new boiled potatoes, and salad. 
yeah and and a, and a turkey in the evening so that was always a little bit different but no um we we have our fried oysters my wife loves to have a turkey of some description right um i kind of feel like i've if i just get over uh, over thanksgiving i'll be ready to cook another one but anyway yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, Max, yeah. I've got I've got snow to shred, so you're going to yes, have to um, start to wrap up this show. Yes. So everyone, thanks for listening to the Eventing Riders Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to the Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe by iTunes. Thanks again to Springtime Supplements for supporting the show. Don't forget to mention the Eventing Show when you place your order for 15% discount and free shipping. This is Max, and you can find me on Facebook on Max Corcoran Horse Care. You can find me on Twitter at MMC338 and on Instagram at the same MMC338. And my blog that I haven't done in forever, Max Corcoran WordPress. And this is Joe, and you can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can follow me on Eventer, Joe Meyer, E-V-N-T-R. I'm sorry, you can follow me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Joe Meyer. And you can find me in about 10 minutes' time on the Sunshine (laughs) Express Quad or whatever it is going to the top of the mountain at Steamboat Springs, me and Brucey, and we are having a lot of fun. Okay. So stuff. mm. Thank you, listeners, and we will talk to you again in two weeks' time. No, actually, you will not talk to us in two weeks' time. No. Actually, no. We will say say very – Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all the listeners, and we will talk to you again in January.